Welcome to another episode of Conversations of Great Significance. Sitting here at the table with Mike, Tony, and I'm Adam. And we're going to be enjoying a wonderful conversation this evening to tickle your eardrum. Good evening, fellas. How you doing, boys? Was that a little too, like, radio tryhard? I feel no. like it was a little radio tryhard. No. All right, we're, we should roll going. with it. I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah I, like it. I like it. I like it. So what have you boys been up to? Nothing too much. Working. Usual shit. I saw uh, Burt Kreischer on Sunday. Yeah, how, how was, that? was that? It was good. I, I liked it a lot. It's the second time I've seen him live. This one, I would rate two of one. <laughs> it was because his special just came out on Netflix. He He's a real people pleaser. And so he was taking more or less requests from the crowd. And they kept asking for shit from the Netflix special. And I would have rather heard new material. Which he had and said. Okay. Isn't it? Isn't that the new material, the Netflix special? I thought that was his... I thought that's what he was on, like, tour with. Yeah. No, he tours it, does the special, and then does new material after that. Mm, interesting. That way, that's once... That's an interesting, like, cycle. Kind of right. makes like, sense, though. You yeah. work out all the jokes, you get them just the way that you want them, mm-hmm. then you do the special, everybody sees the special, so why you would you... go out and do other things. It's not like a band where it's like, oh, I'll play your hits, or, you know, like, whatever. Apparently like, it was. It was, because I was in... <laughs> I was in Rockford and like just everybody was hammered. And so like the amount of times that they're like, that machine, that machine. Like he's like, I got it. <laughs> he's like. Isn't that like a 12 minute story? It, I mean, a, like it's long. It's long. Yeah. It's his calling card, but like he closes the show with it every, every time. time. So awesome. I mean, you know, Except your the Netflix ga- special he didn't. He might have. They just didn't put it in the special. I don't think he did. He might I, not I haven't seen the Netflix special. I did listen to his podcast the other day. Yeah. Um, there's a comedian that I like called Matt or named Matt Rife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he was, you know, did one on there. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. I mean, it's like every other comedian's podcast, but I mean, it was, you know, pretty good. I like it. I like Matt Rife, too. I mean, I would collaborate with either of them on this uh, on this podcast. Hint, hint, <laughs> you know, if you're listening. Um, you know, I didn't tell you guys, but I you did. You threw him a hat. I did reach out to him, like, about a month ago, and I knew I was going to see him to see if he wanted to stop by and do the podcast before his show on Sunday. And what did he say? Nothing. Did you say, hey, this is a fan <laughs> request, and you can tell the machine story? Uh, it was, uh, yeah, there was no reply. So, yeah, mm. I'm sure those are just... I'm sure they just get tossed into... Emails. Yeah, right. So here's another fucking idiot with a podcast. Delete, delete, <laughs> delete. Well, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. So that's true. It is very true. It is very true. But yeah, no, it was overall, it was a good show. Like I liked it a lot. Like he did do some stuff that wasn't in the specials. So I was happy with the performance. Yeah. Gotcha. Isn't he like a big runner now? Isn't he like a little, I did know. you say runner? No. Runner. I know like, he's been like working out. He does a lot of working out, but, but I he can, also does a lot of drinking. And Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I think he might've slowed down on the working out because he. Is he looks, pumping back up a little? I think so. Uh, yeah. He, he, he <laughs> he, I think so. he was complaining about it on stage. He's like, my gut is twice as big as it should be. <laughs> yeah. He's like, so yes, he does the working out, but then he makes up for it in spades with other shit. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, not enough. Because I think that's like his thing. Like you're the big guy with your shirt off doing the comedy thing. Yeah. Is that like his shtick? Yeah. He does all his shows with his shirt off. Yeah, he's yeah. topless. Okay. Gotcha. See, I, I am just, I don't think I would be comfortable enough. I mean, I'm kind of a larger dude. I don't think I would be comfortable enough to, you know, stand in front of that many. I guess there's, if I'm getting paid millions of dollars and that's my shtick I could probably get comfortable doing <laughs> when just you have about seven anything. zeros in your checking account there I'm sure you'd, you'd yeah. take your shirt off <laughs> Eight right. zeros. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe he did lose zeros. a lot of weight at, at one he, time, didn't he? He fluctuates quite a bit. Like, he'll go up and down and up and down. Like, he'll get on, like, a real big health kick where he's drinking tequila instead of vodka. And then <laughs> more healthy. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to do some research on that. But, like, he does, like he's 
He's good friends with like Joe Rogan and shit. So like he does like the ice baths and the saunas and like he does like personal rich trainers people things, rich people shit okay, where gotcha. you, you spend all day, you can spend fucking off and working out and doing whatever you want to do because your job is two hours at night. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know? I would kill for that because I've been, so I've personally, and, and not to derail the conversation, but I've personally been trying to lose weight for fuck 10 years. I would kill to have the opportunity to that be my only focus and not have to worry about, you know, parenting, fucking running a household, having a job, all of that stuff. I mean, it's... I really don't think his focus is on parenting. <laughs> He's got two kids. Oh, does I he? don't think oh, that's his focus. Yeah, I think they're a little sure. older, too, yeah. and mom, yeah, mom takes care of them. I think that he was saying that, you know, he was a little older on the podcast. You know, it was like... So his... And he didn't really blow up till he was, like, late 30s. Yeah, no, he... That's also weird, too, because, like, in his 20s and that, he was doing, like, Travel Channel, like, a TV show. Like, he had... Had, he he was on TV before he popped with comedy. So like he had like Bert the Conqueror, like like he had a couple of he had a couple of shows that were, from what I understand, successful. I've never seen them, but I think his comedy started taking off like in his thirties. Hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of those actors and uh, people who do movies once in a while have that benefit of you know that's their job is to look good and be fit or and, to look a certain way, right? So you know that is your job. You know you go to work out or you, you yeah. know, you're working on your appearance yeah. and. Your time and your priorities are to be fit and, you know, yeah. lose weight and do all that stuff. So I mean, good for him for carving out a spot where, you know, he can just, you know, let it all hang out. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not nearly as funny as he is, so I'm really trying to figure out this weight thing. <laughs> you and me both, bud. You and me both. Like, yeah. I'd, I would love to be able to lose a bunch of weight, be able to keep it off. Like, I've lost weight before, but usually it's on the back of, like, a pretty extreme dieting. And then it's not sustainable long term. Right. So now, I I mean, just to throw it out there, and I'll just air it out for myself here. Um, during the pandemic, over the course of a year and a half, I lost 78 pounds. Nice. Uh, so I went from, you know, right at 300 all the way down and now kind of slacked off a little bit. And I really didn't do anything extreme. I did a lot of like dog walking, but I was also at home mm -hmm. in a completely controlled environment. Um, and I'm not, it's not why I have weight to lose, but I never got to work from home during the pandemic. I, well, I, you know, we I'm were, not saying that made it easy. I mean, it made it easier for sure. Right. But I don't think that was the... It wasn't the only factor for yeah. you, I'm sure. But I wish that I would have had that opportunity because I think, I mean, I've got close to an hour commute each way. Mm -hmm. And so on top of a 10 hour day at work, I got two hours worth of commuting. And so it does chew up a substantial part of my day. Oh. I think a lot of people went the opposite way though during the pandemic because they couldn't work out. They couldn't keep their routines going. They had to, they're stuck at home. They didn't know how to adapt, you know, and ended up putting on a bunch of weight, you know, yeah. like the opposite of what happened to you. Right. So like I did a program and I say it's a program and it's not really a program. It's you know, an app to where, you know, you log your food and you read articles and it kind of takes like a psychological approach. Um, they're not paying us, but, you know, I use Noom. Um, it worked out really well. But now that I've gone back to the office over the last like six months, I put like 23, 24 pounds back on. So like, so it's the office. It's got to be. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's not what it is. Yeah. What it is, is it's, you know, just making poor choices far too often, far too frequently. But I will tell you, as bad as it is, like doing the extreme dieting and things like that, and or, you know, like being highly limited, it's like kind of ruined like food. Like we talked about 
giving up pizza for, you know, a couple of years, you know, in a, in a previous episode, that seriously would not even be an issue. Yeah. Just because I've labeled it so bad for so long. To be honest, I don't think I've had pizza the entire month of March at this point. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's, all, it's almost over, but I don't think I've had pizza like this entire month. Like we, it was more for financial reasons, but we realized like we, we do spreadsheets for like our finances and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And we realized how much we were spending on like takeout and, mm-hmm. you know, drive throughs and all that stuff. So we put like a real hard stop on it. We probably saved five, 600 bucks this month just by changing right. those choices. But has that reduced your waistline as well? Is it like a dual benefited? Yes and no. Like I, now I, I cook a lot more obviously because, you know, we're not Because you have hash out. browns? But well, but like I do a lot more sandwiches and stuff like that. So there's, there's still a lot of bread involved in it. So the next step now that we've got the not eating out part of it down is to fine tune what we're eating at home. So no, that's what I'm talking about. You you just did what I what I was talking about right there. You said there's still a lot of bread in it, which is you labeling bread as the reason you're overweight, right? It's definitely not the only one, but it's a it's a pretty big contributing factor. Well, why is that? And that and this is what I want to understand is because I will tell you for I meal prep every breakfast, every lunch for the entire week on Sundays. It is prepared out. I don't have to think about it. I toss it in the pan in the morning. Boom, I've got an omelet. Um, you know, or if I bought, you know, have like avocados and, and, you know, eggs or something. But I can go months on like chicken and broccoli, you know, for lunch. I mean, like all the time. And I think that's because, and I love sandwiches and I love things like that. But because I think that diet culture and all that is ingrained in us that, you know, pizza, pasta, bread, you know, pizza, whatever, all those things are just absolutely terrible for you. And I've almost got down to like into my head where there's like five or six foods that are healthy. And next month they might not be. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like it I understand what you're saying. Like the sugar, the processed part of it, like the dough, all that stuff, it's terrible for you. Right. Like so pasta, pizza, all that stuff that's like heavy carbs, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have to eliminate them completely? No. But you do have to limit your carb intake if your your exercising is less I mean, we've talked about it before, like calories in, calories out. Like if you're eating a pizza, you're probably not going and working out that. I, th- I think my biggest issue with all that stuff, and I'm not a skinny person by any stretch, so I mean, I sure think collectively, that. but across the three of us, if we were to lose a little weight, nobody's going to be upset. Yeah, <laughs> the the thing that I always notice is, regardless of what you eat, like you just said, the simple fact is, it's it's caloric deficit that you need to have, and how you get there, and. I don't think really matters on at this stage personally because you I personally get caught up in the well is this good for me or is this bad for me mm-hmm. not necessarily am I just in caloric deficit simple as that so uh, yeah big calorie rich pizza you can still have it you just can't have half the pizza like I usually eat you right. know what I mean so it's not necessarily to me that bread is bad or sugars are bad or anything like that if you can first start with just I need to create caloric deficit so that I can lose weight. Damn, y'all hear that chainsaw? I think somebody's getting cut up. Something's happening. <laughs> I gotta invest in that soundproofing sooner than I thought. Oh man! Hopefully that's not being picked up too bad on. The, like I don't mean to. <laughs> I don't mean to derail what you were saying. Is this is all great stuff? But there's also a massive fire out your back door. Uh, we're unincorporated, so we burn shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's the chainsaw. same guy. Yeah, it's the chainsaw. Chopping guy down here. the fucking tree he's and, yeah, and burning it. And burning it. Yeah, hey, he's, he's going to town. Okay, well, fantastic. Right. Nice job, nice job burning some calories over there, neighbor guy. Yeah, and I feel right. like he's looking.
looking right through the fucking window at us. He's like, ah, it looks like they're doing some of those stupid yeah, podcasts. It's like they're recording. I'm going to get out the fucking chainsaw. Yeah. Right. I mean, That'd I be a great way to lose weight if you could just take my my right leg, maybe. You <laughs> <laughs> like one of those like, lost like, 40 pounds. <laughs> like some Simple. carbon fiber and titanium leg. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I hear your point, you know, about the caloric deficit. I just, I just find like if you're eating shit, that is one of a snowball effect of bad decisions you're going to make that day. See, I, I don't think so. I disagree with you as well. Yeah, And I, for myself, I'm sorry. No, that's so, what I'm saying. But I'm like, like, for if me. I, if I go off the rails and, or if I decide, fuck it, I'm going to eat some fucking pizza or whatever. I'm not following that up with a, with a hearty workout afterwards. You know what I mean? But why like, not? Because of the way that the pizza makes you feel, like the like. What do you mean? Yeah, if you eat half of it, of course. Well, that's what but I'm if saying. you had a 250 calorie piece of pizza and that was all that you had, sure, it's up here. A hundred percent. It's a it's a mind game. Like I. So that's where I'm trying to understand. Like, okay, what are, what are the things that cause me to sit down and play video games and eat a whole bag of Doritos? Well, it's because I'm sitting down playing video games and I have a bag of Doritos next to me. So what do I do to not do that? I either a don't eat Doritos or B, I'll take, you know, whatever, a handful, put it put on a plate a and then I'll put the rest away because I know I'm too fucking lazy to stop playing and... my video game and get up and go <laughs> get the bag and eat more. Right. So I think that's like when you're saying like what's sustainable and what's not, I think depriving yourself long term is not sustainable. No, so, lo- long term, it's probably not. And the other part of it is, is there's, there's so many different people telling you so many different ways to diet and then it's. Yeah, how do you know it's going to work for you? Then everybody's like, oh, hey, why don't you try five or six different things? Cool. I've got a year to try five or six different things that are consistent. Ah, well, that's great. Now I'm just fucking discouraged after a year. And now I'm sitting around going, awesome. Why the fuck am I eating chicken and broccoli for every meal whenever, you know, this is supposed to be the way to the promised land? Right. So, like, I've discovered that if I go, so no, I work out. And when I say work out, I mean that I lift, uh, you know, weights probably three days a week. Four if I'm really lucky. Two of those are only because my son wants me to lift with him. Let's be honest. Uh, I'm involved in baseball practice. I'm involved, you know, I was involved in basketball when that was going on. And I'm not talking like standing around with a whistle. Like, I'm actively involved. I walk on the average of two and a half miles a day, you know, two miles intentional. The other half probably just going to get water, taking a piss, (laughs) going out to manufacturing and being like, what are you guys fucking up? I I got lost. Yeah, right. But, I mean, like, I do all the little things they talk about, you know, like, park your car further away. Like, my wife gets so frustrated because she's like, why do we have to park six blocks away to go to the damn grocery store? Well, God, this is what they say I got to do to lose weight. Come on, honey. I know you're 115 pounds, but come on. <laughs> because I had the free samples inside the grocery store. <laughs> right. But, I but I mean, like, and I understand your whole thing about, you know, what I notice that I will do. And then come the spring, summer, now we have a, you know, a 50-degree day finally. I'll I'll start riding my bike outside and I'll do 150 miles a week on an average plus all the other stuff that I'm doing and then what I will notice is that I will either a you know get up lift go on my lunch you know walk and then go for a 25 30 mile bike ride after work and then I'm not hungry because I've spent so much you know I'm just tired at that point or oh god it's too late because if you eat after seven you're going to be fat the next day you know all this other shit that goes on so I find myself then pushing my caloric deficit so deep that my body goes into freak out mode and I start putting on weight that way. So finding that happy balance of what's enough calories and what's too much calorie or what's too many calories absolutely blows my fucking mind. I, I feel like, so how do you know how many calories you, Adam, or you, Tony, or I, me, 
how do you know how many calories you are supposed to take? So according to Noom, for me to lose weight, I need to be, at, as of this morning, I need to be at 1750 to 2250. And that's my zone, you know, to lose weight. Now, if I was, and now I don't log this morning, I got up at 430. I lifted for, you know, 30 minutes. And that's active time lifting, not the time that I was in the gym, right? So now I use my Garmin watch, you know, to track my steps, to track my heart rate throughout the day. And I understand it's a wrist heart rate. It's a garbage reading. Um, but I also have a Garmin scale and I have, and then all my cycling stuff is Garmin. So that way, at least it's all in the same universe per se. But, but do you buy back calories? Is that where you're going with that? So you're supposed to, you're supposed to log in there. Now I will tell you, so let's say I go for a 25 mile ride. Hold on, hold on. What do you mean buy back calories? What does that mean? So if, if he would, what I'm saying is if you're, if you're caloric, sorry, I, I have is, never counted calories. Like even like I've counted carbs. I've never counted calories. So let's say you're supposed to intake to Adam's example, 2000 calories for mm-hmm. the day. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere in between 1750 and 2250. So we'll just Call say 2000. Make okay. it easy. If I go and work out for an hour, I can buy back a hundred calories so that I can really intake 2100 calories and I'll still be losing weight. Is, You'll still be in that zone. I don't do that. So I do not log my lift. So this morning, I did not log my lift, you know, session. Well, wouldn't that be super counterproductive? Not super because you're, you're, you're burning more. You're burning more. I mean, in in the interest of losing weight, like if you just wanted to maintain your weight, I could see where that would be. That's kind of where I'm going with this whole, how do you know how many calories? Right. And how, like some of the, because some of these Mm -hmm. programs and diets literally will say that. Absolutely. Well, if, if you do this much exercise, you get two more points on your Weight Watchers or you get another 100 calories so or whatever. So what Noom does is it gives you back half of what they estimate that you did. Now, I will tell you my watch on my on my wrist, whenever I go for you know my two-mile walk, it's taking all that stuff that it reads into consideration. It is telling me that I burnt 145 calories. Let's call it 150 for easy math. Noom will tell me I get 75 back. Okay. Now, if I was to just log that and I don't have my watch and I throw that into Noom's database, they're telling me I burnt 400 calories on that walk. Well, Whatever you take your time and everything now else. Let me go. Let me go a little conspiracy theory real well, quick. I, right I got here. another one for you here in a second because I will, the whole cycling thing is even more what the fuck. So if I was a watchmaker, mm-hmm. Noom maker, mm-hmm. wouldn't I be trying to tell people that, yeah, for hey, sure. you burned so many calories, little buddy, good job. And is it really what that is or is it significantly overstated to make the user feel better about their activity or using their device or using their program right so garmin doesn't have any weight loss programs they don't have anything Mm -hmm. like that it's literally just data so now and i'm the reason i chose a garmin watch is because in cycling garmin is it's whatever you know what 90 percent of people are using because of its accuracy so it takes in consideration you know your elevation it can read the i mean like it'll tell you if you connect your phone it'll tell you what the fucking wind direction was while you were riding but but does it accurately tell you how many calories is your burning I don't think anything can really accurately tell that's you my point. like how many calories your particular right. body is burning. So, right. but I will tell you whenever I'm on the bike and this is, so I have a power meter, you know, which is, you know, on the pedals is telling how much effort I'm putting through the pedals, which does make it more accurate. I also wear a heart rate strap. So it's right over my heart. So it does give me 
a little closer. But my point being is fucking chainsaw. That dude's out there just hacking this tree up. Thought he was done. Uh, yeah, and he's I not did a beer break no. or something. No, but um. So my my point being is he was buying back his calories. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's out there just hacking it up. But as in a twenty five mile ride at a seventeen to eighteen mile an hour average, which is a pretty robust ride, right? I mean, that's you're you're not hanging out and you know checking out everything as you go by. It'll tell me that that's a twelve hundred calorie burn. Because it's taking the power through the legs, it's taking the heart rate, it's taking elevation, wind, all those other things in there. If I log that into Noom, they're at 3,000 calories. It's almost twice as much. Yeah. Because it's just taking a wild fucking guess. And I'm sure there's some kind of data and algorithm and, you know, stuff that they use. But Mm -hmm. And here's the reason why I bring this up. Because every time that I've gone and tried to, quote unquote, research how many calories my body, weight, height, age Mm -hmm. should take, you will literally get a different different answer. Every website. Every different type of thing mm-hmm. you use. So my thing with that is, A, how do you know if you're even in caloric deficit? And especially because we mm-hmm. are older than Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know as you age, your metabolism really slows down. I'm confident I get a Dear John letter from my metabolism at about 32. So maybe, you know, when you're like, oh, I'm at 1,600 calories, why am I not losing weight? Maybe because you're truly not in caloric deficit, even though you do all these things and you eat all this type of food, right? Like, I, I don't know because real, like, the real science would just simply say, if you're in a caloric deficit, you are going to lose weight. Right. If you do so, it for a long period of time, we talked about this at, yeah. at lunch, there's no way you cannot lose weight. You know how right. I know? Because the little guy over there in the starving country, he ain't fat. No. Not His not body either. isn't fat because he doesn't get enough mm-hmm. calories. Like, it's impossible. So yeah. how do you get to the point where you're like, okay, I think I'm in a caloric deficit. I'm doing all these things, mm-hmm. but I still can't lose weight. So it's got to be something else, right? So six months removed from losing all of that weight, I'm now back to basically doing the same things. But it's not fucking worried. <laughs> I can like see this dude cutting down this tree. Is he looking at you in the eyes? No, he's like, he's really trying. I'm waiting for it to come down on the fence back there and just completely be fucked. Is that your fence? Oh, yeah. Is it? <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Like, he's eyeing it pretty hard, like, oh, shit. I think he just wants to burn shit. I think that's what it is, too. It's like, ah, I used all my my firewood over the winter. Yeah. I I feel like burning some stuff. It's just bullshit. It's a nice day out. Come on, honey, let's go burn some shit. Yeah. That's always when I start burning shit is 6.30 on a Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, well, you know, nailed it. Yeah, you know what? I'm home from work. Give me the chainsaw. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he wasn't. And that hit your fence. (laughs) Did it? Yes. Son of a bitch. So, and sorry, didn't, we, didn't did, mean to be didn't distracted even, by the chainsaw, didn't even, everybody. <laughs> didn't even stop the chainsaw when it hit my face. <laughs> so, but in all seriousness, based on your point, which I agree with, it, and anytime you go online, it's, oh, you got to cut carbs, and then you got to, next page, you got to cut sugar, and the next page is, you know, you got to jump three times to the left, yeah. and, oh. you know... I mean, oh, you like, got to work out for four hours a day. Well, also, What's, you know, intermittent fasting or, you know, any... Or not. Or, or not. Or not. I yep. read an article yesterday because I was looking into that about intermittent fast. Intermittent, fuck it. Use your the words. The fasting thing. <laughs> the fasting. <laughs> you know the fasting things. Wait, did you say the fasting or the fappening? What? No, the fappening. Thing. <laughs> Thank you for the fappening, though. Yep. <laughs> nice job there. That's uh, what I do. <laughs> I bring, I bring the class way down. That's my, <laughs> that's my job on this particular program. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, but like. 
one site is, oh, it's the greatest thing ever for your body to rebuild metabolism. Literally the link at the bottom of the site is intermittent fasting will fuck up your life. Yeah. Click here. Because I've run into that where I've had a number, we'll just say 2,000 calories, mm-hmm. and it's 6 o'clock at night, and I'm at, you know, we'll say 1,400 for the sake of the argument. You are compelled to eat 600 more calories. Oh, see, I am not. I am not. I'll be like, oh, I'm at 1,200 for the day. Guess who's going to bed real hungry? I don't know. But I, but I think, like, you know, a lot of things do that. Well, you got to eat your breakfast, and at your breakfast, you got to eat this and that. And then when you have your brunch, and then you got to eat your lunch, and then before that, you have your afternoon snack. But if you, I think it encourages you to eat when you're not necessarily mm-hmm. hungry. So, and to eat. the current call it a program that I'm on, uh, or trying to be on, I guess, said exactly that don't eat if you're not hungry. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, if you're only a two-meal-a-day guy, be a two-meal-a-day guy. Eat when you're hungry. Cut out all the fucking snacking, all the whatever. Like, you can have your pizza when you're hungry. It's mm-hmm. like, if you want to eat a piece of pizza when you're hungry, cool. Eat a piece. Like, plan your meal. Be done with your meal once you're done with your meal. Don't keep snacking throughout the rest of the night while you're watching TV or whatever. Cut out the, the boredom eating, the emotional eating. Really plan your meal. It's all emotional. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like... Engage your hunger. It's like on a one to four scale. Okay, so, so let me ask you this question: While you're while you're on the subject of eating when you're hungry, how many times have you eaten something and then ten minutes later felt hungry? So how many times do you feel hungry and you're not really hungry? And that and that's their their four yeah. levels of hunger thing. Oh, like, okay. Sorry. I so like when you're getting <laughs> to the, <laughs> I was trying to answer your question before you asked it, but like they're like okay, you know, you kind of got your your level one. You know, you're like I'm not even really hungry. I'm kind of you know I've just eaten a meal. Like I'm not I'm not hungry. I could eat, but I'm not hungry. You right. know, like or like I ate an hour ago. I feel hungry. There's no way I am physically hungry. Right. I just ate. Number two, you're starting to get hungry, like for an actual meal, but you're not. It's not like your stomach's growling. It's not like you know physically you need food at Mm. that point and then level three that's where you're supposed to eat like they're like you've got all the signs of hunger you know your you know your stomach's kind of growling people are often you snickers bars (laughs) right so but then like level four you've ripped off the head of four co-workers But then, like, number four is, like, you're it's you're too hungry at that point. You're, like, you're ravenous. You're going to eat whatever the fuck is in front of you. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're just going to you're gonna tear through a whole fucking pizza if it's there. So you want to really kind of hit that sweet spot. Have your food kind of planned out, like, what you're going to eat so that when you hit number three, you can eat and be, you know, satisfied with it. So now when you eat and you're satisfied, do you eat a certain amount of calories? Do you just eat to not be hungry? Meaning... That's that's the other thing is like you could you could feel hungry stage three have a piece of pizza for two hundred calories and not be hungry anymore right correct and that's their thing they're like they're not managing calories so like the program that I'm on it's not a calorie thing it's a it's a mindset thing like they're that seems to be the new thing in weight loss is all psychological because they're like you got to get rid of the emotional eating you have to get rid of the boredom eating like you have to be cognizant of when you're eating so that you're not overeating and that's the other thing is it's okay not to clean your plate like when we grew up it was the exact opposite everything on your plate had to be eaten before you could get up from the table like it's the worst thing in the world for you because you overeat every time so don't and and then by that logic that means you're also over preparing your food meaning my my thing is portions so if you like 
it's just me and the old lady. You know how hard it is to make a two-person meal? We make three people, three-person yeah. meals? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I fully it's understand tough. that. So, so how do you make a proportionate two-people meal where you don't have all this food left over that's on your plate? And, you know, how do you work through that so that you don't have that feeling? Kind of like the chip example. I'm just sure. going to put enough on, mm-hmm. you so, know, or, or, you know, this goes so, into the fridge for so leftovers. How, and so all how that. I'm combating that is I, I very rarely cook during the week so what i do is a lot like what you do i prepare all my not only my lunches but also my dinners and i i make enough for the week so that it is all proportioned out you know like so there's a couple of different things that we'll make and they'll just rotate throughout the week so like there's fish for the two of us for one night in one container but there's four more containers of that that we can have throughout the rest of the week mm-hmm. so Instead of trying to figure out how to make a meal for two people, I don't. I make a meal for ten people, and then we proportion or we spread it out through the week. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I think th- I think the boredom eating, emotional eating, snacking. There's times like you know I can't bring things in the house because I know I'll just like you said that word ravenous. I will ravenously eat them, and I don't have to be hungry by any stretch of the imagination, and I'll eat all of it. So to the point I, where it's uncomfortable. Yes. Like you'll eat an entire bag of chips, even though halfway through you are full but Tell you will fuck s- that halfway through it i'm like this is a terrible idea i i'm like i gotta finish the bag but right. on the other side of it yeah but on the I'm other side of it i'm too lazy to go put this back in the cabinet so i'm gonna just finish the bag <laughs> but it's not like that for me it's not like that it's it is literally i've already made such a poor decision yeah fuck it yeah. Might as well just go for gold. I've done that, or I've well, lost today's ruined pretty much. Yeah, and I mean, I've lost that's... whole weekends like that. Like, oh shit, I ate pizza on fucking Friday. Might as well just kill this weekend and keep fucking up, and I'll right. start fresh again on Monday. But yeah. that brings me back to my back to the mindset of what is this doing to like food culture? Like, what is it doing to your mind? Not food culture. What's this doing to your mind? Because you right there, you're now labeling foods good, bad, terrible. I fucked up by having this, but isn't I mean. I mean, because I mean, you can eat for fuel, you can eat for fun. Yeah, I think our culture, you eat for fun. I agree. It, it's a so it's, so it's a social abundant. it's a social yes. thing instead of eating for sustenance. Like it's a it's an event. It's not oh we're hungry, let's go and get some food. It's oh we're going out to brunch or we're it, going out to it's lunch. A time of day, right? Oh, it's twelve o'clock. Lunch you and lunch I do time. it every day. Every lunch day. time, every day. You and I do it. Yep. So nope. I just got home from work. Time to start making dinner. Right. Yeah. Time so to... now, do you guys weigh out your food? No. Yes. Yes, no. <laughs> my and lunch, I do, yes. So my breakfast, my lunch, and then my dinner. I absolutely, whatever it is, I will read whatever the, you know, Recommended the serving yeah. size. And that is what I will absolutely go with. When I lost... Like, it's ridiculous. When I lost a lot of weight, everything was, like you said, everything was measured out like that. I mean, like, I leave a, a food, you know, scale on the counter at all times. I think I have two of them, like two food scales from when I was doing that. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, I mean, once I kind of fell off, like those things are now sitting in a cabinet somewhere with dust all over them. Right. I mean, I don't know. I think it's just crazy. I mean, and and it's, you know, like the psychological effect, at least for me, and I don't know about with you guys, but. I think as a society, it's everybody's mindset. Like, I mean, America, especially like that, like I said, it's a social event. It's not even eating for sustenance. Like, I mean, between food trucks and this and that and like brunches and. Food trucks but, don't really. But I mean, 
phase. I love food trucks, but I don't run into them often. No, but I mean, like, as a society, like, if there's a food truck, you're going to it. Be- I think it's just the overabundance of cheap, available food, period. I saw the other day, I think it's Chili's, has got, like, a burger, fries, an appetizer, and a drink for 10 bucks. That I mean, is like, cheap by today's standards. <laughs> but it is. But, I mean, but, you can go you can go get a, you know, bag of chips for 4 bucks. Mm-hmm. You can get a box of ramen for 4 bucks. Right. Now, I can... Uh, <laughs> but can you go get a bag of broccoli for four bucks? Yes. Nope. Yes. Yeah, you can. Oh. <laughs> I eat what? a lot of broccoli. Yes, you Somebody can. hasn't been shopping for broccoli recently. Yeah, the right. steamer bags that I get are like five, six bucks. God damn. Whoa. You shop around, bro. Jesus. I, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. You must be getting that green giant good shit. You got what, a 17-pound bag? Is that what it is? No. Damn. I think they're the blue steamable bags. So, so my favorite thing to do with broccoli is I will... God, this is going to put it direction. on direction. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on a cookie sheet, and I'll turn the oven up to 425. That's and what we do. And I will, uh, I'll spray the top of it a little bit uh, with like an aerosol, like, you know, avocado or pick your whatever spray you want on there. Pam, Pam. sure. (laughs) Um, Whatever, you know, you want to put on there. And then I'll hit it with some seasoning salt, some Cajun seasoning, and a little bit of Parmesan cheese. Oh, yeah, don't do the cheese. But I do the grated Parmesan cheese, not that fancy string shit like that comes out of the bag. I do like the, you know, the grated stuff. And I don't do that often. That's whenever we're uh, trying to spruce it up for whenever we have company over and we're trying to not look, I'm not trying to be a fat fuck. (laughs) At the the Walmart, there's a three-pound bag of uh, California medley, and it's $7.00. And it's got... Is that what you put in your lunch yeah, every day? Yeah, the cauliflower. Carrots, I thought that you broccoli. were like cutting all of that. No. Oh, fuck, dude. I'm, I'm too lazy for that shit. So I seriously, every every Sunday, I will go through and I will... I, Saturday, I pull whatever meat I'm going to have for the week or whatever. Let's call it you protein. Pull, you pull your meat on Saturday? I, no, I don't pull my meat on Saturday. I pull it on uh, Monday through Sundays. Any day ending in Y? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Huh? Um, <laughs> I thought that was Tony's job to bring this down. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're old. I was just joining in. Where do you think I learned? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you pull your meat on Saturday. Yes, yeah, so I, I pull whatever protein on Saturday. You know that way it's thought out, and then I will Sunday morning before anyone else gets up because I'm an early riser. So. I go and I will prepare all of my lunches and, you know, generally three dinners. And they're literally just in Tupperwares. Like, but I cut, like, bell peppers down. I cut onions down. I'll cut, yeah. you know, all that stuff down. It's so off. I, I, wanted to have, I wanted to have the path of least resistance. I just don't like cauliflower unless it's got, like. Dude, cauliflower is good. Anyway, off topic. Off I'm sorry, super off topic, but you said Tupperware. Did you know the Pyrex, like the glass, you know, Tupperware containers mm-hmm. or whatever? There's two different versions of it no. like so if you look at the the pyrex if it's all in capitals that's oh, the the off brand that's the really good brand of pyrex yeah. if they're all lowercase letters it's cheap shit and like yeah there's knife make knife uh like cooking knife manufacturers that'll do the same thing huh. it'll say they the have name, a high end like cash knives but mm-hmm. yeah one will be a different font or one will be capitalized one will be lowercase gotcha. to yeah. trick the consumers because like how do mine, they have these how do they have these amazing knives at Walmart? Walmart for seven dollars, right? That's like because I bought them not knowing <laughs> fucking anything you about idiot. it, and now they're all clouded. Shit, like the yeah. glass is all like it looks like they're dirty, but they've just been through the dishwasher. Yeah, they're stamped. super fucking clean. Yeah, fucked. But like they're all just like it looks like it's all smudged and fucked up. So yeah, I got. That's how my Pyrex bowls are. Don't feel bad. You're what? That's how my Pyrex bowls are. <laughs> don't feel bad. I got. The, I, I must have gotten the cheap ones too. Yeah, like I said, go home. I mean, and they look still at, work. They're just glass bowls that I. Just, they just you look know. dirty all the time. <laughs> yeah, they do. 
do. They just look dirty. I mean, not man. like the you guys are next level. I'm just on that shitty red top. Or like no, he's talking about stuff. like the glass bowls. You know, like the mixing bowls mm. and like you know the bigger. No, you're not. No, no. I'm talking oh, about like are. the, the yeah, ones glass like, ones. The glass ones that you put like your yeah. leftovers and stuff in. Yeah, not yeah. not the mixing bowls. Not like the ones I take to work. The plastic ones. That's what I take. I just take a plastic shitty one. So I used to take the plastic ones, but anytime like we would use them in the microwave or whatever, like they started to almost burn around the edges, like the like along the bottom or whatever, like they would get that like white kind of. It would look white and crusty, but mm. I think it was just a plastic burn. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and so guess, I guess who doesn't heat up their lunch? You don't heat up your lunch. No, you eat cold vegetables. Yep, and cold. No, chicken. but I will say you've definitely stepped up today with the uh, barbacoa. Yeah, I got somebody hooked me up with some hot sauce. <laughs> he may or may not be on this podcast right now but hey ultimately but it was good thanks hot ones thanks heatnest yeah hit us up yeah it was good we can do some samples in my middle age i got my smoker today so who welcome so to how, middle so ages. How, how's this gonna play into your uh prep plans it is really hard it is really hard to have a smoker and cook fucking amazing food on it and stay in caloric deficit <laughs> Period. Yeah, I gotta imagine that one's gonna be a tough one. <laughs> I will say that I have done like my meal prep chicken breast in the smoker. Does it just to do something different? But does it taste any different? Oh yeah, so good. Really? So good. Right. First I'll, thing you, the first thing you should cook por- simply pork butt. I'm, no. do, I'm doing pulled pork. That's the first thing I'm doing. Oh god, here pork, we go. I'm, All right, on our next episode of How Did Tony Fuck That Up? The first thing you should <laughs> pork cook. butt and macaroni and cheese. I'm gonna <laughs> Uh, the first thing that you should try is a whole chicken. It's short time. It doesn't take very long. And it'll give you a little practice with your smoker and, you know, heat and flame and wood chips and all that. But it'll, if you do it right, it'll probably be some of the best chicken you've ever had. All right. All right. And it'll prime you for your pork shoulder, pork butt, or whatever you call I it. I would. So you don't so fuck that, it up that's the first my, time. <laughs> so you guys, you guys have done this a bunch. Like, do you use a pork butt or do you use a pork shoulder? Because I've done a pork shoulder before. It's the same thing. I, do, you, do you think the butt comes off the butt of the pig? No, but I mean, like, the way that the, it's, like, all the, the tendons and shoulder, like, in that sock and everything, like, it didn't shred as... It's the same as a pork butt and a pork shoulder are the same thing. Okay. But the same part of the animal. The problem I've had is that I don't feel like the pork shreds as nice off of the pork shoulder. Like, I've seen, like, where you do the pork butt, the bone just pulls right out. It's you. And then it's you shred you. it. And maybe it's it you. is. Yeah. But I will say... I haven't used it in the smoker. Did you so ever it, notice that when you cook a pork shoulder and a pork butt that the bone you pull out is the same bone? No. It is. It is. Here's the other thing, though. As we were talking about... <laughs> it's the shoulder bone. I've only done the shoulder. That's why I, yeah. I don't have that to compare it, They to. just call it different. I don't know why they call it a butt. I don't either. Anyway. So but, when I've seen it, like the, the bone is like pretty flat or whatever versus the shoulder, which actually looks like a shoulder socket, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm an idiot. Could be. I will say that as long as you don't smather that uh, the pork in you know barbecue sauce or a bunch of other things, it's honestly not very calorie dense. So you can use shredded pork for your yeah, you for know sure. for like meal prep yeah. and stuff Isn't as well. Pork chops too, like yeah, you know, pork is actually really really like calorie lower calories. Yeah, like somewhere in between dense. somewhere in between beef and turkey. Yeah, it's like right there, kind of in the middle. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's so, a, it's so a you a can use meat, your smoker, yeah. you know, to do that. Yeah, for sure. Like there's most proteins are not what's bad for you it's whatever you combine it with. whatever you put yeah. on it or yeah. whatever you combine it with that makes it unhealthy all right well i don't think that we're going to
going to solve our weight loss problems on this podcast tonight. Well, hopefully we can make it a good go. Hopefully we can make it a good go. I'd love to hear from you guys and let us know some of your success stories on losing some weight. Maybe, uh, you know, tell us what's helped you keep it off. Or some, yeah, some tricks to uh, get out of the uh, eating all the time habits. Yeah. Hell, just some use? healthy recipes would be awesome too. There you go. You know, something just kind of tastes good, kind of mix it up. You can make in bulk for the meal prep. Yeah, like some broccoli, especially broccoli. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I could tell you 4,000 ways to do fucking broccoli. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I can't afford Tony broccoli. No. No. Well, mine are individual bags where you, is it like you a, gotta stop doing Is that. it like a quarter pound bag for like seven bucks? Is that where you're on? Yeah. Jesus oh, Christ. Damn. Oh my God. Also, you're Send your, uh, you think veg- you're lazy. <laughs> also, I send your lazy. Veg- I think that's what? just dumb. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, no, it's it's a problem. Oh. <laughs> Clearly, I don't need. You were talking about that. saving five six hundred dollars on you know not doing takeout. I bet you can make it seven hundred if you cut back your broccoli. <laughs> I, again, baby steps, man. <laughs> now it's fine right. tuning. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun talking to you tonight. Um, send in those recipes. Send in those weight loss tips. Tell us what we're fucking up. Uh, unless it's a rating on, like, one of the podcast apps, and don't tell us there. Yeah, uh, don't tell us. Yeah, no, just only tell us what we're doing good. We have fragile egos. Yeah. Email us, cogs.pod at gmail.com, or hit us up on the Instagrams at cogs.podcast. You can get all of us there. Yeah, right. and welcome to all our new listeners. I've noticed that the Instagram is, uh, our count of followers has <laughs> uh, actually gone up a little bit, so. Hell Oh, yeah. nice. we got People some, like us. We got Yay. some blue check marks liking our posts. So really? Yeah. Is that important? Uh-huh. It's uh, verified. So like the oh. shit, it's not me. People with enough followers, so they're famous. Dang. So All we right. got some blue check marks up there. Couldn't you just buy that? Maybe. No, oh, okay. Not cool. my problem. One I'm not here to judge them. One of them I looked at and he had like 80 acting credits. <laughs> Ooh. All nice. right. Well, I don't. Maybe. All right. Well, thanks you all for joining us. Have a good night. And don't forget to have a conversation of your own. And buy cheap broccoli. <laughs>